Okay, this is the 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 class uh, half empty. Okay, so we read chapters one through four, and now we're going to discuss how class ties into them. Uh, uh, Wyatt. We got Sam. I'm Veronica. I'm, I'm Daniel. <laughs> she'll know. Uh, she'll know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Danny, okay. you can start us off. Okay, so um, starting off, there's a clear juxtaposition between the poor and the wealthy. The poor are kind of like, the author portrays them as kind of like mundane. They're um, really just like um, excruciatingly in debt, while the, um, I guess the author might like shrug it off and focuses more on like the wealth and beauty of luxury of the upper class. Yeah, I definitely agree with that because uh, in chapter two, when they're talking about like the uh, Valley of Ash, they're talking about how um, the man was uh, sort of lifeless and he was sort of painted gray because of all the ash in the Valley. Uh, It was Wilson, George Wilson. And, um, they were talking to him and he just sort of seemed lifeless and you know that sort of represents the rest of the uh poverty there because they all sort of have like nothing going for them and it's super barren and super like hard to live and be like happy i agree with sam and i think it kind of like when they talk about it it paints the picture like nobody with money or anybody wealthy wants to like go near them or like touch them and be in this area and it's like kind of like they automatically assume like they're so much better and like if you have money and you are in a higher class you're automatically 300 times better than anyone who doesn't have as much as you also yeah can i go yeah okay also i was just going to talk about the way they described it like they describe like the poor community as ashes, just like a bunch of ashes, which are just gray and black and like disgusting. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to say that. But when you think of then you hear like when they talk about Gatsby and they talk about, you know, his big house, how he's such like a big name in the like, East and West Egg and that he has this like gigantic library full of books and like they show everything that he has and what the poor don't. Yeah, I was going to say um, the reflection of like the rich not wanting to even acknowledge the people in the Valley of Ash is kind of represented where Gatsby is, you know, he's speeding through there almost as if he doesn't want to be there too long. But of course, then he, you know, abuses his standing and gets out of a ticket. Yeah, and that kind of shows how the rich are more likely to get away with things or the rich have more resources to achieve what they want while the poor are just like sat in the street and are unable to do anything or dream anything because they don't have anything to aspire to since they have no resources. Yeah. And like an example of that, like uh, Tom, he's not necessarily like, I don't know if he's the richest, but I mean, he can literally show up to George, like, George Wilson's house, take his wife and, like, have an affair with her and nothing happens to him about it. And he's also married at the same time. Like, 
he can get away with so much. Whereas like, you know, other people don't have that opportunity. Like he can literally do whatever he wants and it doesn't matter. Yeah. And there was also like a rumor that Gatsby killed someone, but no one was like questioning it. But like, I think if you were like a normal civilian, people would be like questioning you or like if he was black or something like that. Um, because like, of course, that would be horrendous. And whether or not that's true is another story. But just the fact that people can start rumors that that man killed someone, but he doesn't get any punishment or there's no hesitation about him and he can still plan these parties is uh, yeah. pretty privileged. Yeah, I'd say like the, just the fact that they're kind of idolizing him for it too. Like nobody mm-hmm. is like scared of him. It's adding to just, his, uh, yeah. it's, it's his intrigue is what it adds to it instead of making him more menacing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, when you're a celebrity, um, you feed off of, like, scandals. Uh, Like, your morality doesn't really matter. It's more about, like, uh, the more scandalous you are or the more intriguing you are, the more money you make, the more fame you gain. And I guess that's what Gatsby is doing. Um, I was going to say that I feel like, depending on the class you're in, it really shows, like, how you value things like the poor, like, you know, they're going to value everything they have, but the rich, you know, they're going to, they can cover things up super easily. They can, they're like, Oh, I have all of this money. I can do whatever I want. Like they value things like a lot less. And also like when they were talking about that library in um, Gatsby's house, how they said like, Oh, well, here's all these books, but the pages are uncut. And a lot of other people just have cardboard books. Like it, like the appearance looks better, but when you really see into it, it's just like they're very shallow. Yeah, and I think like the thing with Gatsby is he isn't as much like the other richer people as like he tries to make himself look. Because he tries to like portray himself as just another wealthy person who has parties every night, whatever. But he doesn't even engage in his own parties and, like, that's not who he actually is. I feel like he may value his wealth more, but he tries to show that he doesn't. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I mean, if you tie it back to, like, um, Fitzgerald, he, he was trying to pretend to be this famous guy instead of a drunkard. And that got him through the industry, but he didn't like that. So maybe he's trying to cover up his identity in a way. If Fitzgerald is supposed to be a representation of Gatsby, he's trying to be all this luxurious when in actuality he doesn't really want that, but it's what he strives for, I guess. So how do you guys think that ties into the American dream? Um, I definitely think it ties in like greatly because uh, if you look at it like the rich people, like, if the original American dream, in my opinion, was striving for economic wealth, and so, like, once once you were super rich and wealthy, you could have, like, a happy life or whatever, and then you were living the American dream, and Gatsby would be the literal definition of that. He could throw parties every single night. He could invite whoever he wanted over. He could do literally whatever he wanted because of his money, and so, to him, he would be living the American dream because that's what it 
you know, that's what it was back then. You're trying to strive for that richness. Yeah, and I'd say, like, this book is definitely um, fitting into that, like, narrative or, like, the system of money equals what you want, the American dream. Uh, there's no, like, really other implications that you could aspire to other things, like a good marriage or uh, perhaps, like, just having a good career where you're helping society or, like, leading um, there's no implication of that. It's more just like getting money and if money is good and if you poor, you suck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's kind of like the idea that money can buy happiness for these people. Yeah, because if you have money, you're able to do whatever your heart desires and you can get away with things as seen by Nick's behavior with Myrtle and then uh, Gatsby getting away with alleged murder. Yeah. And one thing like that is super overlooked is how he got into his money as well, because a lot of people think he got into shady stuff like to get his money. It's, so it's not really known where it all came from because uh, we met the Wolfsheim character and, um, you know, that's sort of, like, sketchy that, you know, Nick gets a bad vibe from this guy and thinks he might have gotten his money from, under like, underground organized crime. And Gasp can just get away with it. And same with Wolfsheen, because they have the money to just pay people off. Yeah, and kind of, like, tying back into the happiness thing, like... They don't have to worry about anything because everything is covered up for them. It doesn't matter. They can do whatever they want. But if a person who lives in the Valley, if they were to do the same thing or even be like accused of a crime like that, they would probably be questioned, sent to jail, anything like that. Yeah, I agree with that. And I was also going to say, like, I feel like, like, I don't know how to explain this very well, but, like, people, like, nowadays, even, like, now, based on, like, back then, too, like, since there's the rich and the poor, like, people might think the poor are more, like, susceptible to doing crimes or, like, they think they're more guilty, per se, but then the rich, you know, they might have done it, but they have all this money, no one suspects it, like, why would, you know, a rich person go in and, like, steal money from a bank or rob a store, you know? Like, it always, it always gets put on the poor, which just makes it even worse. Okay. Yeah, I could definitely agree with that. Okay. Um, now that we've, like, analyzed a lot about um, rich people, uh, I wanted to shift the focus more onto the poverty side. And um, while I wouldn't say these people are in poverty, I'd like to highlight the beginning of chapter three, where they're um, planning the preparations for the party. Basically, it's uh, there's a lot of like maintenance and like uh, getting into the preparations of the party. It's a lot of tedious and um, it's used in like the past tense to imply that it's like very mundane. No one really cares or appreciates it. But once, like, uh, the party starts getting started, the music starts playing in that, 
and uh, people start spouting rumors and drinking alcohol and doing all of this, it becomes a party and people start to focus more on the party and having a good time rather and like taking for granted the actions that the people uh, who are poorer have taken to make this party possible. So I'd like to know your opinion on that. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like people just take it for granted because like you said, they sort of just brush it under the bush, all the work that goes into it for people to like plan things if they don't necessarily have all the assets for it. And then when people show up, they sort of just don't care. They're there for a good time. They don't care necessarily who, who planned whatever, what went into it, how like much work or how much effort people put in. They're just there to, you know, sort of do their own thing. And that, that sort of shows, shows a lot of privilege because some of those people don't have to go through that like struggle of planning a big party and not having the money to afford stuff. Yeah, and I feel like... Oh, oh you can go, Hattie. Okay, it'll be fast. Also, going along with what Sam said about privilege, when they were planning this party, you know, you can see like that they had a butler like squeezing all those oranges on that machine. They have like an orchestra coming in. They have all this food like... You know, even, like, now, like, even though, like, even now, we like, we don't have, like, we don't need butlers and everything to do that. Like, the fact that they say they set this party up when really they did none of the work, you know, the, all they did is use their money. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it shows when they, when all the parties are accredited to Gatsby. You know, everyone talks about it's it's Gatsby's party that he's hosting and he's doing and all the credit of the fantastical things that go on are to him instead of the people that execute it for him. I don't feel like any credit is given to that, to the people that organize it, like you said. Basically, all of you have said. But um, I think that the people attending the parties, since they are so wealthy and like they can get whatever they want and like buy whatever they want, I'm sure that they're going around like trashing this house and like wasting food, whatever. And like they don't understand the work that went into it. Like they don't understand that people actually worked and did all this stuff and they're probably just trashing everything because money can buy it, whatever. But for a lot of people, that's not the case. And yeah. they don't like, value things like lower class people would. Yeah, so like uh, Hattie referenced the oranges and lemons that a butler would squeeze into an orange juicer. Um, also, there's this like gardener that has to um, mop and scrub brush and hammers and garden shears. He uses all of that to repair the ravages of the night before. So first off, this party is happening constantly. Um, every night a party is happening and within like those 24 hours maybe even lesser the, these servants have to get everything ready the catering the juice to clean up the afterwards of the party all of this and uh, they don't get the representation that they deserve because they're poor well the wealth because the wealthy don't care about them they're just here to have a good time not to like honor or remember these um, servants who are doing this hard and tedious work. So the servants really should have more respect 
for it, but they're not being given to it because the wealthy just don't care. I was going to say something about that too. Like um, that like kind of goes back to my point when I was talking about the value of things, you know, people that are rich and they don't realize the value of things like the value of the servants. Like if Gatsby didn't have those servants there, these parties would not be happening every night. There is an orchestra and there is not like these gardens. There are not these butchers and servants making food. There would not be a party every night. And he doesn't value that. He doesn't realize that, you know, all this isn't all me. Yeah, but the thing that they do value, though, is like the good time, the alcohol and the rumors that are going around uh, because it uh, it boosts their happiness and it boosts their self-esteem and like their privilege and saying that they don't have to care. They don't have like responsibilities while these servants do. All right. We are, yeah, we're passing up the uh, 15 minute mark, I believe. Yeah. So, good talk, everybody. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll see you next week. Bye.